Welcome to the Affiliate Interview Series by StatsDrone. Today, we are chatting with Garrett Graff of Reach Creator, talking about SEO strategies for a case study for OnlineBet.com. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Affiliate Interview Series. And today's guest, we're talking with uh, Garrett Graff from Reach Creator. I'm going to pass it off to Garrett to do an introduction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, like John said, I'm, a, I'm at Reach Creator, head of account service. We offer link building as a fulfillment service. Um, I'll spot any types of links that you need under the sun. Uh, we are pretty, um, you know, we actually, years ago, we got our start in the online gambling space and as stuff would have it, we've just kind of grown into a, a proper agency over the years. Uh, but uh, yeah, so feel free to reach out if you're looking to do any link building. Um, it's one of my favorite industries to work in. So, you know, it's very exciting. A lot going on. Um, so definitely a fun space to be in right now. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of people refer it to as the golden handcuffs uh, type of industry. It's uh, once you get inside, it's pretty difficult to leave. Um, I think we know that there's enough money to go around and it's a relatively small industry in terms of number of people that are involved. But we know year after year, I mean, everything is just constantly growing. Mm-hmm. So... Today, what we're going to do is kind of more like a case study and challenge. So I'm working on a project uh, as a paid client for a new website that's technically launched, and it's onlinebet.com. So it's a pretty big, interesting domain. And the challenge is to kind of go over SEO strategies of, uh, you know, what could or should you do with a site like this? So I'm going to go through a bunch of topics within SEO. We'll eventually get to link building. But where we are today is the first part was selecting a brand name. And with a domain like online bet, you can use online bet as two separate keywords, online bet as a singular branded keyword. And then you could copy uh, the likes of like gambling.com where they actually put the .com in their name. And it kind of makes sense because if you just think about the word gambling, it's a keyword, it's not a brand until you say, well, maybe it is a brand. And it's no different than maybe a slots.com. So the question that I posed in a few SEO communities is, would you add the .com to it? And I kind of wanted to get your take. It's a good question. Um, you know, it's interesting you bring up slots.com or someone might just, um, you know, Google you know, play slots or something like that, you know, use as a cover word anchor um, or a keyword rather, not an anchor. Um, and, but over time, that's definitely a site that people think of slots.com, not just slots. And I think it would really depend on, you know, personally, whether are you going to be taking all that time to build up a brand or is this something more um, you're holding on to temporarily, maybe, if that makes any sense, where, you know, brand recognition takes time unless you just got a amount of money and just get it all over the place and, you know, just bam, 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 you got it, you got it everywhere. But, um, uh, I guess generally though, I, I would, I would, I would probably keep like the dot com in there because I think that still holds traction with stuff, um, especially in this type of arena. I think it's something like even like online bet.com. I would just, I would just keep it on there. You know, it's, it's part of the, um, I think it adds something to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, another way that I, I looked at it was, of course, there's other examples like, you know, there's the ring.com. So if you think about major industries where, you know, what is just ring on its own, 
Um, I think as well, and it could be a strategy that some websites, I think personally adopt, is that when you make it a domain as part of the brand, I wonder if that actually makes it e easier to build links where some uh, uh, platforms, when you type in the domain, it's automatically going to generate as a link. Um, and maybe another point, I think there's been lots of talk that when people type in a domain in a blog post, but they don't link to it, that Google recognizes it. And I think there's been SEOs that have said they've done case studies where that's been proven to be true. Um, so maybe you might know something about that where I can't remember. I'm mm. pretty sure I've read that a couple of times. Yes, over the years, um, there have been studies on, you know, guys have claimed, um, I think the term is a co-citation, where, yeah, yeah you, you haven't, you have like, there, there is no link, but it still says, you know, like, onlinebet.com um, or uh, one thing. And, you know, allegedly, Google is supposed to pick up on it as a co-citation. It is important. And obviously, in this sense, it'd be a branded, it'd be a branded term, which um, I'm very strong opinion and just doing link building all these years that brands tend to do better, especially these days than just, um, unfortunately, like, you know, affiliate SEO is just getting harder and harder, and which is, which is a fine thing, but, you know, branded stuff, when you're picking up those co-citations, I think Google is able to pick up on, oh, you know, it's still onlinebet.com, maybe the guy that wrote the article just forgot to link to it, or um, whatever the chance may be, just I think Google will pick up on that. Yeah. And I think as well, I mean, you know, the best example in the iGaming affiliate space is really the gambling.com group where um, I forget how long, long ago that domain was purchased. I think it went for a lot of money, but it's, uh, I think it's actually done well for them. Now that's also giving the domain credit for the success of their business where I think it's, um, it's probably more the other way around, but I'm pretty sure they, they were happy with their choice of, acquiring that domain and yeah. uh, running with it. Yeah. Actually, I don't know why. I just brought up very nostalgic memories in my mind of, you know, like 20 years ago as a kid, not necessarily just like typing in gambling, but, you know, having that very simple one word exact match domain where like videogames.com or, you know, anything like that, just simple, easy to remember, brandable, you know, never go wrong with something like that, I think. Yeah, only if you uh, registered that domain in high school, that would have been a fun way to start life. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next one I want to uh, jump into is the topic. And in terms of like, what kind of content could or should go on this site? And I spent some time thinking about it where I did a survey and I said, you know, would you be interested in industry news? Would you be interested in stuff in like the M&A, like mergers and acquisition or investing? or what you'd expect on a traditional affiliate site that's got the word online bet in it, where it could be casinos or sports betting. Um, that poll and survey was, I think, uh, something like 88% said it should be uh, player focused. Um, and there was some people that were very interested in seeing it as being more industry. So I thought it was actually short term, a smarter strategy to go more industry focused, where the, the major topics are or topic slash keywords are B2B, M&A, mergers and acquisitions, and investing. And my logic for that is, I'm not saying iGaming is oversaturated, but it goes without saying, if you want to either take some time to not just grow a brand, like you said, which also takes time, but try to rank for any of these keywords is not easy. Just because you have 
uh, access to an amazing domain doesn't mean you're going to get those instant rankings. Whereas I believe, and this is from my own experience of being more in the B2B space, is that when you start talking about things that have less competition, it's, it goes a long way. You know, I think uh, your ability to rank for what's trending in the invest in, investing space or startup space for iGaming, which uh, if you look at who's talking about it, it's people within the industry. It's usually more the events uh, companies like Sigma or iGaming Next. And then sometimes these things might spill over into the finance world, like, you know, Yahoo Finance. Sure. They might talk about one of these things. So what's your take on those uh, three topics? You know, it's actually you know, funny you just kind of mentioned how, you know, covering that investing stuff, it was just running through my mind. Because, uh, you know, that other podcast we're doing, you know, I'm reading all like the news aggregator sites for high gaming, online gambling, and it, it covered it just a tiny bit, but there, you know, there's not a whole lot of dedicated coverage to it. And I think I remember when you put out the poll, I was kind of like, yeah, it'd be cool to have like affiliate news, but everyone's already kind of covering that. And, it's always nice to cover something no one's really talking about. You know, it's yeah. um, just not even a little bit more easy as far as SEO is concerned. But, you know, it's also, you know, it's new. It's, it's not something being talked about. It's easier to grow a reader base. On a, I don't want to call it a tangent subject, but, you know, it's definitely directly related, but it's not covered. In, uh, it's just fresh and not the same old, you know, new slots game came out today. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that gets uh, dry. I mean, even as a, as a niche, I mean, the amount of websites covering slots, news and new slots and the entire category of slots, which I think you have maybe 10,000 you could publish, that's a lot of work to do. And, you know, even yeah. if you want to do that, it's, uh, I think it goes without saying it's um, either do something niche or if you're going to compete in a competitive space, uh, do something that's going to stand out so your content isn't just going to get drowned out. And, you know, we're not going to spend too much time talking about AI content, but, you know, I think uh, we've both seen some charts about how much written content gets produced year after year. And I think where we are today, it's like this year, it's it's on pace for destroying all of 22, like the last five years of content produced is right. going to be blasted in this year alone with just AI. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a wild time to be alive. Yeah, maybe uh, like... Link building is something I, I want to save towards the end, but maybe as well by covering this different angle, do you think it would be also easier to build links for stuff that's in the B2B space as opposed to being, you know, like just pretend if you're gambling.com and it's all stuff targeting players, you try to build links for it and any site that you talk to, they're like, oh, you're gambling.com. Uh, we need to charge you right. some money for, because this is your affiliate site. So something we've always stuck to during link building all these years is actually, um, I don't want to get too in-depth in this, but right now, when you're on a tangential subject that is obviously related to gambling, but can apply to different industries, such as a financial publication, talking about investment, that is way easier to build links to. Because I can go to a finance site and be like, um, can you link, link to uh, gambling.com slash 40 hot slots? Maybe like, uh, go screw yourself 700 bucks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if I propose, like, I have online bet.com and we just put together this huge analysis of uh, a merger going on between two huge, you know, hypothetically, two huge online gambling companies. And, yeah. you know, look at this. Like, you guys need to cover this. 
that's way easier to build links to. That's way easier to get exposure to it. If you want to go down the whole PR, you know, type of type of road too, you know, it's it, that's way easier than just uh, run of the mill stuff. Yeah, you just gave me uh, an interesting idea. Which um, there's an app that I'm using, and I'm surprised that a lot of people haven't heard about it. So obviously, in the the gaming space and people that focus on the B two B news, it's always draws a lot of interest when yearly and quarterly results come out for publicly traded companies. These are public companies that are game providers, aggregators. They are online gambling operators like casinos, sports books. And then, of course, they are the affiliate sites. And when they come out, um, there's actually a lot of insights you can gain from these reports. And people are doing podcasts where they just share that. And I think it would be really interesting to have a list of like, well, who can I follow on this list? And the app in question that I pay attention to, which is really cool, is called Quarter. Q-U-A, I think it's Q-U-A-R-T-R. So it's an app. And what's cool is that you can follow companies, but you can also listen to their, their announcements of their, their takedown of their actual um, earnings and everything. At like, like it's a podcast. Like you're wow. gonna, I was literally listening it to a couple of them on my while driving as if I was listening to a podcast. And it's these aren't standard podcasts, but when you listen to wow. what they're talking about, you're like, wow, it's I feel like I actually need to listen to all of them to really gain an upper level in the gambling space. And you know, for what you just said there, I think that would be a valuable resource to say, give me everyone in the gaming space that's publicly traded, because you know, I, I can't even think of where that list exists unless I actually literally go through like NASDAQ, uh, you know, just like all the major, um, you know, marketplaces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is anyone even aggregating that data now um, specifically? Well, that's that's the next question. And I think that that becomes both an interesting content piece, which helps mm -hmm. you for link building. I think to be able to summarize it, like I was listening to Rake Text. Um, there's a couple other ones that came out. Uh, a Crowd, uh, they came out. So um, some of the data overlaps. And if you can actually combine that data and go, what's trending across, I'm just going to make something up, like five major affiliate companies, where if they're saying this is how many NDCs, new, new depositing customers, or FTDs, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've got two acronyms for the same thing. I mean, if you can actually map out what's happening over month, uh, quarter over quarter uh, with five companies, you're going to get a really interesting insight as to what the industry looks like or what are the big fish doing. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we could not understand if these big fish are really swallowing everything, but the fact that the, these major companies are almost all of them, I, I can't think of one that's maybe stuttering in growth. They might not all be trending upward in the right direction for revenue, but they're all still growing. I mean, that's one sure. number that that barely goes backwards. It usually goes forwards. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Yeah, okay, I think we kind of indirectly covered the content part. I, I was just thinking <laughs> out loud where it's like, well, what are the different angles you can cover? And it's it's almost infinite when you talk about B two B. But I think you're right. Like we'll we'll think we'll segue into the link building part where if you talk about finance, it's like, could you get Yahoo to link to one of your finance pages? That might be a lot easier if you do what you just said, which is create some sort of interesting data or report or analysis that no one's really talked about, where someone could be like, that's interesting as hell. And I, I'm gonna link to it without even thinking that, you know, like companies like that, they link to relevant sources. 
Yeah, you know, it's somewhere where we don't do like a us as names, so we don't like don't do a lot of the big PR stuff anymore. It's just kind of the way the people that we target as an agency has shifted. But with that being said, um, you know, like people are always talking about doing PR link building and PR link building these days is still a pretty hot topic, and you know, it just kind of still blows me out of the water where certain people approach me and like, oh, we want to do PR, we want to do PR, and we'll be like show me what you want links to. And it's like, you know, man, there's like 10,000 websites about dog food and 10 best dog foods is not going to get picked up by AOL News. You know, it's like, what do you mean? It's, you know, um, really getting something that, like what you just said for the gambling space or, you know, dog food, finding something where comparing what a dogs eat a hundred years ago to dog food today coming out of the bag and what something new you know something has to be different it has to be engaging because everyone reads so much news today too everyone's on their phone it's all the same stuff and it's hard to stand out yeah you know it's i I will give that that pr trick one uh piece of credit where i have seen a couple like best casinos uk articles as actual press releases, linking to the affiliate site in that as a single link and going, wow, that actually worked. It did well. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it happens all the time. I think it's basically you're taking a gamble because one, that will cost right. money. You have mm-hmm. to write the you have to write the content and you don't know where that actual PR is going to rank because it goes without saying, once a couple of SEOs see that, they're all going to copy it and they're hoping, you know, they're basically, you know, shooting three pointers, hoping one of them goes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we we have maybe some interesting topics in in content. So let's uh, look at link building strategies and ideas based around that. So where would you start? Um, for me, I would suppose once we get some content on the side, I I'm always a fan of starting with. I don't know if you want to call it filler content or whatever, but we're going to, we're going to start with that big, well-researched data focused content. And I would prefer to start with outreach on that and try to start getting natural links without buying any, um, try to pitch some bigger sites, you know, do some really custom outreach and kind of see, see where the needle falls. How is this being receptive or uh, the reception of the article? I don't think receptive is ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how well um, it's received yeah yes there we go that's much better but um i would kind of start there and then you know maybe you know it's easy for me as a large link provider link broker link building agency i could how well it's been received i could reach out to some opportunities that i have on my paid database that'd be a really good fit you know financial sites or you know, market watch, watch type sites where you know, stuff like that, even blogs, stuff like that, start reaching out to smaller financial blogs that are still le- legitimate these days. Um, you know, picking up links that way is where I would start. Um, I don't believe content like that would be negatively reviewed or stuff like that. I think it would go pretty well. Um, I would also start maybe trying to pick out some more pieces of content around it because even if that didn't um, do as well as I would expect to be gaining links, you know, something off the tangent of the uh, 
the quarterly earnings article will say, you know, tracking of that data. Pitching something related to it, but still interesting. Maybe start some link building on that as a side run. Um, and then also something not super getting backlinks related, but I think a lot of SEOs still don't understand the power of internal linking and how you, know, you can build tons of links, good links to a good site and not always get the results you want if it's not competitive because you don't have internal linking. You don't have, um, Kevin Indig, I believe, coined the, if I'm correct, term, ter, termed the coin or coined the term. They can't talk at all the way. <laughs> um, chai rank, the power that your site holds with internal links versus, you know, page rank, all the links coming to your site, um, how important that is. And I think miss, people are missing out on opportunities there as well. Um, you know, you have your supporting content and those internal links going back to your big early um, earnings analysis page where, you know, those anchor texts on your own site linking to it can bump up rank rankings as well. Um, I don't want to get too, too up far out there and stuff, but yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, are, do you know of any services, like there, there must be tools that will give you a score of how well or how bad you are at internal linking? Yeah, so two of that on the top of my head, and I don't have a whole lot of experience with them myself. Penlinks. Um, yep, that was founded by the guys at Majestic, I believe. Um, and then Link Whisperer. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Um, I think those are two of the kind of the big popular ones, and I don't have tons of experience with them, but I, I do see them come up a lot. They seem to be you know, like well-reviewed and people like to use them. Um, I know back in the day when I was building out a lot of our own sites, we used to use Screaming Frog. And I think at the time, Kevin Indig had published his own programs you could use in Excel. So you kind of export all your pages from Screaming Frog and kind of calculate chi rank that way. And you would be like, oh, this page is like way more important than this one here. But this one on the bottom has like way more chai rate for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. So we need to you know, kind of reevaluate what we're doing. But, uh, so that those be the big two tools that are, you know, kind of automating stuff, making life easier. And um, I'm sure you can Google around and Kevin's article is still out there. and you know, Learn the nitty gritty parts of it. Yeah, no, that's uh, interesting. It's I, I've been hearing about Link Whisper quite a few times. So hmm. I think that's uh, that's going to be another one I add to the subscription list. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then last is touching on sales and affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing, everyone thinks about, okay, we're dealing with an affiliate site. So you're going to link to online casinos with your tracking links and all that. But taking that a step back with the idea that that actually might not even happen on the site. Um, I think if you go this media route, you're almost dealing with either link sales or sponsorships. So what are some ideas you would have in, in terms of going, okay, what is what, what would revenue look like for trying to build this up? It's um, a pretty fair question. Um, yeah, I mean, selling links like these, especially in the online gambling space, if you have a solid site that's getting built up and you're not just some run-of-the-mill affiliate review site, you can probably make good money just selling links or selling advertising spots. Um you know, I, I would ask, you know, what's your end goal with whatever site you're building up? If you're going to be a true affiliate site, 
there's all sorts of stuff that can happen. You know, like if you just want to spam the hell out of your site, you can get an outgoing link penalty, and you know it kills True. you. Um, but you probably made a ton of money selling links, <laughs> but then you're not getting affiliate income, perhaps, or you know, maybe. I, I know a few sites that have uh, that's they focus on link sales, and out of the three major ones that, that have all collectively made amazing money, uh, one of them got penalized, but the penalty lasted, I think, for a couple of months. And, oh. But they, they went a little crazy. They were basically yeah. selling, I think they had something like uh, 100 finite pages. It was a game site, and I won't say who it was. Uh, but they were selling up to nine links per page. And I think it was very excessive. They got the penalty. Uh, they got some advice that if they removed most of the links, that the penalty would go away. So they started experimenting. Removed mm -hmm. all of them, and then it went away. Then they, they added a couple back, and then you know um, I even gave them some advice. I said... You don't want it on every page. If you've got a couple right. of pages that don't have it, focus on internal linking and don't have it. So it's this giant link farm where it was right. four links at the top, a couple links in the middle, and another right. one at the bottom. And it was literally header, footer, uh, just link link farm. And, you know, yeah, the link farm thing too goes to, in my mind, yeah, you're selling tons of links, but maybe people aren't as picky as I am or my customers or whoever, but you know, if I see you have one or two pages like that on your site, I'm not, I'm just not going to buy a link from you at all. And it's going to devalue. You might, instead of being able to sell a link, you have a super hot site for 200 bucks a link. I might give you 30 bucks. Who knows if this link even passes page rank? You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, so there's that. Yeah. Some of my ideas, like just looking at the, the B2B space and this entire industry, I mean, especially when you kind of look at, um, you know, how conferences have to not just survive, but how they've grown their business, where um, they're just basically kind of like an aggregator or a, a super network of all the different products and services. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, you know, everyone likes to see their name and their brand on yeah. interesting spots. So I yes. think maybe what the homepage could be is like a bit of a directory to say, what is online bet? Here's the entire industry in a nutshell. Here are very interesting game providers. Uh, not everyone can be on the number one spot. So that could be like a paid uh, list. Right. And then it goes to saying, it's like, well, who really cares to have that brand, their brand stapled on the homepage? And, yeah. you know, in my personal experience running, you know, B2B affiliate program review sites, we'd have people that'd be like, I want number one. And unfortunately, everyone always asks for the number one spot. Even running affiliate sites in the past, they had always asked for number one. I said, you know, we actually have 2,000 casino reviews here and you you want to be number one. Do you not think that the other 1,999 aren't asking that same question? Right. So um, I think in this case, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like how Google's been operating for since they've existed. It's like, you want to be the highest, It's uh, that's a sponsored spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, someone has to buy some ads to keep things going, you know. Now, would you also make it such that the ads are not external links, but rather linking to the a review page, and then that review page has that external link out? Because all of the content would still be not as competitive. Because, like I said, all these B two B companies don't have a lot always written about them. So if you start, um, you know, uh, writing content about I would want to keep the review page on the site because I would want, you know, let's just say it's onlinebet.com. I would want onlinebet.com stamps on 
you know, that's the opinion. Not just, you know, this is a sponsored you know, click, go, whatever. Yeah. Um, I would want something. I would, I, personally, I would want to read something, and I would kind of guess maybe some more educated readers would also want that before they just go out into the ether and find, you know, xyzgambling.com whatever yeah true but i think uh, i think the the fact that you could actually review that content whether it's neutral or you know positive negative or neutral yeah. pros and cons i think uh maybe it might be better to say okay you're not making the homepage link farm where anytime i've encountered yeah. sites that sell links and they're like here's the rates and then you go to the homepage and there's 50 outgoing links i'm like i don't want this so right. I think I think in yes, this case uh, it'd be better to have it where yeah. it's curated list, but the list linked to those subpages. The subpage is a review page, and then that's yeah. the page that will send the traffic out. Where I think there's two benefits. One is you're funneling traffic to an internal page. That page is going to, in theory, help you rank better, and you know you get to you get to show results to those yeah. uh, sponsors. Going, uh, this is how much traffic is being sent from this page. Yes, I, I think those are all absolutely great points. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Like I'm touching on a, a subject where it, it's still like affiliate marketing, but it's like everyone thinks that they need to be affiliate marketing first, but they can't find creative ways of generating revenue from day one. Uh, not everyone has a powerful domain like a ring.com or an online bet.com to get started with, but I think there's always a way in where you can say, well, it's brand new. This is going to be like a way of saying, can we sell any type of sponsors uh, in advance? Uh, some of the larger affiliate groups, they they have uh, they make pretty good money on this, but it goes without saying that comes with the territory of them having the traffic. But sure. it could be a way of actually getting started where if it's going to take you three to six months to get your first actual sale, maybe you would say, okay, maybe I will take $50 for a blog post or right. sell a number one ranking for hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. uh, it's something that's at least you know covering your hosting or you know something so you're not out of pocket you know it, yeah. it makes a difference yeah. or better yet it's uh that gives you money to in create more content and then yep, yep, once yep, you've yep. got that traffic then yep. you get to spin the wheel uh, yeah it's always you know just keeping things rolling you know yep all right i think uh that's a pretty interesting uh roadmap i'm sure there's a lot of different uh examples and case studies we can do on it but uh, thanks very much for for jumping in. And yeah. how can how can people get hold of you? We know it's uh, reachcreator.com. Yep, yep. You can find us at reachcreator.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, search for me, Garrett Groff. Um, I sometimes I'm hard to find because there's a there's a popular, very popular American journalist with my exact same name, but should be able to find me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, the IBM and Gold Rush Group, or on LinkedIn as well. Kind of always behind the wheel on the growing that group but that, that'll be exciting to grow and um those are kind of the best ways to find me uh, feel free to send me a friend request or a connection on linkedin so awesome we will add all of those details in the show notes thanks a lot for joining yes thanks man thanks for having us really appreciate it thank you so much for listening and if you could do me a massive favor give us a comment or rating wherever you listen to this podcast it'd be a great help and you're going to help us hack that algorithm so we can get more subscribers Thank you so much.